Welcome to On Aeon, a podcast featuring conversations between colleagues on, well, Aeon. This week, we hear from Marinus Van Driel to discuss employee retention and Aeon's HR Pulse survey. And now, this week's host, Kevin Johnson. Hi, colleagues. My name is Kevin Johnson. I've been a colleague at Aeon for 11 years and was recently appointed to the role of North American Chief Operations Officer. Um, you know, I, I would have to tell you that I'm really excited about this new role. There's so many things that uh, we're going to accomplish in North America and uh, just, just happy to be a part of what's happening within Aeon today. Uh, enough about me, though. Uh, with me today, you know, is Marinus Van Driel. He is the human capital strategy leader in Aeon's human capital solutions practice, where he serves as the leader uh, for North America uh, workforce optimization practice. Marinus has unique perspective in today's topic, uh, Aon's most recent global HR pulse survey on managing the great resignation. Because of his vast experience in the talent assessment space, he has helped clients reimagine the future for over 15 years. Thanks for being here today, Marinus. Uh, now, before we get started, you know, it's a tradition on, on Aon for hosts to ask uh, guests a quick warm-up question. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> For the benefit of our listeners today, can you please tell us a little about your role in the firm? Certainly. Well, I think the uh, the easiest way to describe it is that I I I have the coolest job in Aon. I think um, I get to to dream about what it what the best elements of our human capital practice. I can bring to our clients to address their needs. Um, I truly get to get to work very, very creatively with our team to build really novel and innovative solutions to address things like skill shortages or how to how to think through things like reskilling um, or even how to build um, better, more compelling employee value propositions, which I'm, I'm sure as we'll as we'll uh, discuss today is, is is really a hot button topic for all of our clients to start thinking through how best to retain and to uh, to attract new talent as well. Great, thanks for sharing that, Marinus. Uh, with that, why don't we just jump right in? To the first question: uh, You were the second guest, you know, so I've heard, you know, ever to join this show uh, right. when the, uh, the On Aon podcast launched in two thousand twenty-one. Uh, in that episode, you spoke specifically about resiliency in the workplace during very uncertain times. A lot has changed since then. What have you noticed about employee resilience since you were uh, here the last time? I think for me, the, the short answer is that it's more important now than it's ever been before. I mean, when, when I joined on Aon now... Uh, more than a year ago, um, we were we were still kind of in in the midst of the pandemic, trying to figure out what's next and what was going to happen. And what became really clear during during those couple of months, um, both preceding and following that recording, is that resilience was something that each and every one of us as individuals were concerned about. We were just kind of managing through day every day at work and trying to figure out what's next and how to how to keep one foot in front of the in front of the other. And our clients were actually doing the same thing as well. Um, they were just thinking through, well, well, gosh, what is next? How do we need to support our employees? Um, 
Building on that a little bit more, what I'll also share is that there are a couple of other things that have become equally important. So if you think about resilience, it's the ability to bounce back from setbacks. Certainly, we've had a huge setback societally and um, economically, and also in our lives as a consequence of the pandemic. Um, the other things that have become important are our agility and belongingness. So a lot of our clients are now starting to think through, well, okay, we've gone through this, this one really compelling disruptive event. There may be others that are looming, looming ahead. So how do we build a workforce that is agile and that can bounce forward in order to meet the challenges that are ahead? And, um, and this is a really, really big thing. Organizations are starting to think through the skills that they need to build internally, skills that they need to attain in order to evolve their business models. And then also, um, in, in parallel to the pandemic, obviously, there are a lot of societal issues that, that, that occurred that brought the, the divisions um, across um, the entire U.S. society and globally into stark focus for everybody. And therefore, belongingness is another element that has become really important as well as a key component to helping foster resilience in workforces. So if you can start thinking about these, these three things in combination, so we've got resilience, which is that ability to bounce back from setbacks, agility to bounce forward, and belongingness as the other magic ingredient here in terms of building a, a more um, well-rounded workforce, those are really the core tenets of what it means to build a workforce for the future. And those are the things that we're really focusing on with our clients today. You know, thank you so much for that, Marinus. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's really interesting, those three component, uh, components that you've talked about. This idea of you know bouncing back is one thing, right? Everybody can kind of get that, but the the notion of bouncing forward is somewhat of a new concept. And, and I've heard this a bit with our new um, you know well-being uh, chief well-being officer uh, with Rachel Fellow. She kind of first mentioned that, so it's really interesting. Uh, to what extent are our clients you know really uh, asking us to dig in deeper for that? What are you doing with that information? I, I imagine that that's is 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 pretty challenging. For all of us. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're working with clients right now in our space to 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 reimagine their um, their entire workforce to be to to be able to be more agile. So, for instance, we're working with a large um, fintech organization where they've asked us to think through their entire job architecture. So, a job architecture for for those not in the know is the entire collection of jobs in an organization and how they're structured and also how those jobs get paid for. So this client realized that they needed to rethink the, the, the types of jobs that they have in their business. But more importantly, they also needed to rethink the skills that they have within their organization. So they have the hardiness, they have the agility in order to rise to whatever is next. Um, and and, and we're, we're helping with, with, with that work. Um, and then fundamentally, what the client will then do with the information that we provide to them is they will then build an employee value proposition based on those insights that is more compelling so they can retain the talent that they want to retain and also attract the talent that they want to have from outside of the organization. And then in addition to that, too, we will actually activate um, a tool that we call our Pathfinder tool, which is a career navigation tool for every employee in the organization, whereby they can go and they can figure out, well, what does my path uh, look like forward? What are the jobs that I can get? What is my, what is my career tra trajectory look like within, within the organization? And then also, what are the very discrete tactical things that I need to do in order to develop my job 
uh, or myself rather, in order to get to whatever those next jobs are, whether it's next job, the second job, or the third job in the chain. So if you start thinking about that, that's a really compelling story to tell around how we are helping our clients to become more agile. And that's just one example. We're doing it with numerous clients at the moment. Thank you for that. I mean, obviously retaining you know talent is, is a struggle and, and no industry or no client is unaffected by it, right? Everyone is impacted by this. Can you just explain maybe a little bit more for our listeners? What's, what's contributing to that? What's, what's underneath, you know, this, this challenge? Certainly. Yeah. Um, I can, I can probably reflect on a couple of mega trends that, that we've seen. So I've, I've alluded to the notion of skills being really important. So if you think about skills, all organizations currently are looking for very specific skill sets. So those skills can be things like programming skills, coding skills. They are data analytics skills. They are cybersecurity skills. And what, what's really driving the importance of the skills is that we're seeing so many organizations or so many industries converging on becoming technology companies. So you're, um, historically, these skills and these abilities that folks have would have been the remit of technology firms. Now, every bank is looking for these skills. Even your friendly grocer down the, down the street in your neighborhood, they are looking for these skills because they have become a technology firm. Um, we're even working with, with consumer goods companies that are moving into this space um, where they're looking for these skills, where they're rebranding themselves, not as, as a consumer good company or a branding company, but a technology company. Um, so so that's, that's really kind of one of, the, one of the, the, the most compelling drivers. But there are also other things that are really driving this as well. So if you start thinking about the macroeconomic um, uh, labor market trends, we're at full employment right now. We've got 3.6% um, unemployment across the economy. And if you look at the last 12 months, um, the Bureau of Labor Statistics indicated that there are about 77 million jobs that have been posted and there have been 71 to 72 million terminations of jobs or turnover points in, uh, across the economy. Well, what that indicates to us is that talent is hypermobile. Some of these folks who have changed jobs have done so more than once. And that's really challenging to clients um, because people who have skills are in high demand and they have, they, have, they have a lot of optionality in terms of where they can go for, for, for employment. So certainly this is really kind of uh, helping us um, bring this narrative regarding agility and belongingness and resilience to our clients because they really have to think about those things in, in connection with one another to attract and retain talent. This is so interesting. And, and you know, I just hear it more and more every day. What, what are you seeing as uh, some of the emerging best practices, you know, amongst employers to try and, you know, really retain the talent that they, that they want to keep? Absolutely. So I think uh, the first thing is, is focus on skills. Um, so I've touched on that a couple of times. Um, that's really becoming a best practice. We are moving into an economy where skills will become the new molar level of talent management, if you will. So as an individual, we're all a collection of skills, you know, that we bring to the table. So uh, our clients are trying to figure that out. We're working with them to do so. I think another one that I'll touch on is thinking about the whole person in the workplace. So thinking about what, what it is that drives a great work-life experience. So if you start thinking about those elements of agility, resilience, and belongingness, um, all of those things are 
are driving a person's work-life experience and how we as talent practitioners facilitate um, a better working life is by combining better talent management practices, by driving better wealth practices, so pay and retirement practices, and certainly by offering um, uh, folks better benefits as well. So benefits that are tailored to their individual needs where they are in terms of their of their uh, their life and certainly their career trajectory. So really thinking about the person as as a whole and thinking about what all the different levers are in connection with one another rather than in isolation. Great. Let, let's shift just a little bit more um, here. And can you speak to you know some of Aon's recent HR Pulse survey data and 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 what it's saying about employee retention? Absolutely. I'd be glad to. Um, so we collected some of this data um, in, in December of, uh, of 2021. And there were three really compelling trends that we found there. The main reason why folks were leaving jobs was because they, they were able to get better pay elsewhere. So that's a product of, of, of people just being in demand. If you have skills, you have opportunities. The, uh, the other trend that we saw, the second most common reason for why people left their jobs was that folks were perceiving that they have career opportunities elsewhere that are better than at their present employer. And then the third reason is kind of related to that too, is that folks um, just perceived a lack of career growth within their current employer. So for me, these are all imminently fixable things if you're an employer. Um, you know, employers can start looking at these things and say, well, okay, well, we can provide more competitive pay. Or yes, we can um, articulate what the career opportunities are available within our firm so folks aren't tempted to start um, looking elsewhere. So it really comes down to really and truly making those opportunities visible for employees and starting to think through, well, how can we, how can we enable our employees to see a career path um, beyond the next job with us? Um, how can we provide them with the support in order to get there and do so in a very tangible and practical way? Great. You know, it's interesting, you know, Marinus, I, I, I would have thought that, you know, some of the, the things that you would have just shared now would have included things like balance, you know, like the well-being components of that. But it seems as though, you know, it, it, it's all still gearing towards that everyday colleague who wants to better themselves, who wants more pay, who wants more opportunity, who wants to have greater impact. Um, I'm just a little bit surprised that this whole well-being piece of it uh, didn't emerge as one of the uh, pieces, you know, that you shared as most prominent. Yeah, I think I think you're 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 onto something there in the sense that those are those are things that probably were perceived um, as less important at the time point at which we collected this data. But every day we're having discussions with clients where they're talking about these things as well, where they're saying, "Well, gosh, how can we support our employees in a better way?" Um, um, I, I think those topics will only become more important as time goes on, rather than less. But at the same token, um, I also think that the levers of pay and career growth, you know, will also remain important as well. So in, in collection, I think these are the things that we need to be considering to have conversations with our clients about, and certainly the areas where we need to focus where we can help them. Thank you so much, you know, Marinus. This was really insightful and, and, and frankly, for me, uh, a few surprising points, uh, you know, that you've thrown out there. But listen, before we sign off, I'd love to ask you just, you know, one more question. And, you know, since we are on the theme of talent and retaining talent and things of that nature, 
What excites you most about Aon's future? No, I think um, there, there really there are two two words that 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 summarizes, um, I guess, my excitement for for what's what's ahead, um, and it's integration and innovation. From day one um, at Aon, my career trajectory at Aon has been one that has been been um, characterized by those two words. And I think that's the journey that Aon has been on. We're integrating our capabilities. We're integrating our services. We're integrating um, the insights that we can provide to clients by bringing more of our data together. Um, as a data scientist, that truly excites me because we can give better insights, better capabilities to our clients. But then on top of that, based on those insights, we can innovate in really, really cool ways. Um, we can help our clients to... Um, help develop their workforces. We can help our clients to see what's ahead. We can help them see around the corners and figure out what the best levers are to pull to, to address any of the biggest challenges that they have in relation to talent. Well, hey, you know what? I, I, I couldn't uh, echo those words any clearer. I feel the exact same way. And I think the opportunity for us is just so incredible when you think about you know, delivering AI United and everything that we're doing to become a more integrated firm. And as I've you know, been listening to clients as of late, they're becoming more integrated too. So this strategy, this foresight that our leaders had you know, around being more AI United plays really well into where the industry and where our clients are going. And so that brings a, a ton of a, you know, excitement you know, for me. This has been a conversation on Aon and Aon's HR Pulse Survey. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this week's episode, tune in in two weeks for another new episode. To learn more about Aon, its colleagues, solutions, and news, check out our show notes and visit our website at aon.com.